Hello, welcome to the holiday edition of the SSFL podcast. Here as always with, uh, let's start with Kevin. How you doing? Better than Kenny. Oh, yeah, we'll jump right into that. <laughs> uh, Tony, how's it going? Feeling good. Also feeling... better than Kenny. Yeah. And uh, Eric? Uh, roughly equal to Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just jump into it. Uh, Kenny. Managing to lose, best record in the SSFL to never make playoffs, or to not make playoffs. Losing to Kyle in the first round of the Prawn League. Yeah, best record in SSFL history ever, I believe, in like the 10-year history is what he said, to not make playoffs. So he may have even said best team ever to not make playoffs. I can't quite remember, but pretty disappointing. I think it's actually he's the best human being that's ever <laughs> not made playoffs. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Uh, really, really rough week for him. 61 points total. Matt Stafford with 20 of them. Pretty, uh, dis- yeah, pretty disappointing performance in a big spot. Uh, obviously, team just did not show up to play against dead team walking. I don't know. Um, could be ownership, could be GM, could be coach. I don't know who's to blame for that one, but so, Kenny's off three. So. Classic trap game. They just took him for granted. Figured, yep. like, this, this tournament is beneath me. The best team that's ever not made playoffs so i'm just gonna easily roll roll kyle and then you know take a dirt nap for the rest of the season and uh didn't happen didn't happen no no one on kenny's team other than his quarterback has scored kyle's kicker and that's always a tough one to come back to. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah that doesn't feel good not at all he even would have lost to eric which is wow yeah eric yeah. also with a real dumpster fire over here 36 points from kelsey feeling good on thursday night feeling really good and then uh just a slow bleed for the rest of the weekend and holy shit no kidding and wait you got, you got 36 points from kelsey and ended up with 64 <laughs> yeah he scored more than half my points my Man. goodness gracious and kelsey now on covid He's vaccinated. He should be back for Sunday, but you got to be a little worried. Uh, yeah, not feeling great about it. <laughs> wow, this performance. <gasps> oh, no. Does it show the bracket anymore? I can't find the playoff bracket. Oh, I can no. never and find it on the website. I always have to use my phone to find it. Duke Johnson on the bench. I'll tell you what's <sighs> important, though, Kevin, is that I am no longer in the running for the Pronley. It's good, despite your best mental efforts for uh, playing not to lose. All right, you are the biggest doomer. I want to go back through the podcast and listen to all the times you're sad about everything. I can't believe you're the one trying to fire shots at me for being scared about the the Pronley. Was I at any point scared of the Pronley? I was always saying, I'm not worried about it. I'm not sniffing it. My team's not good enough to be number one, but it's also not bad enough to be number 16. Never once did I swing my attention to try and be like the 14th best team so I didn't come in last. That's like, I guess we have 14 teams, but I think there's a difference there. Sure, I like to throw a pity party or two, but I don't think that means I'm playing to lose. I think there's a difference in the mental approach to the game. I'm not playing to lose. I'm playing to not lose. That is the point. As soon as I'm not playing to win, I'm playing to not lose. Anyway, uh, our toilet bowl matchups are Kenny and Shar, uh, which is just delicious. Like, it's it's funny. You know, you've got the current league champion playing against the best team in SSFL history to not make playoffs. Like, who do you who do you want to who do you want to see end up in the prawn league there? 
I kind of wish this was the friendly. Um, it feels like one of those situations where, you know, like the t- best two teams meet in like the semifinals and they're like, oh, this is the true Super Bowl. Um, but I think Kenny and the Prawnley would be great for great for business. Would definitely be interesting. And in the other side of the bracket, we've got uh, a Benny Bowl classic back for the third time this year. Tyler and Eric. Eric, are you currently one and one? And uh, Tyler has scored an average of like 130 points against me in the games we've played against each other this year. Wow. Uh, so little worried? A little worried. Also, <laughs> Travis Kelsey being out is not great. Um, I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, when do I give up on Russell Wilson? Now. I go for a different quarterback. But it's one of those, like, as soon as I give up on him, he's going to have a 30-point week. And he had, you know, the last two weeks prior to this week, he had, like, 23 and 24 points. They were fine. It's just the it's the double frustration with the DK stack of him not successfully throwing the ball to DK Metcalf, you know. With my matchup against Mike, like, I was still one of those really annoying things. Like, I lost by 22 points or something. But because of the Russell DK stack on Tuesday afternoon, I'm still in it until, like, the middle of the third quarter. And, you know, all it takes is one deep 80-yard touchdown to DK and suddenly I'm winning and just drags out the agony. Also, Anthony, you mentioned the Duke Johnson thing. Maybe this is boring, I don't know, but I always like uh, getting a little insight into the mental agony of the teams that are losing. So uh, I'll just break it down for you there. Picked up Duke Johnson on Saturday, knowing that Miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed were both, uh, I think they had COVID or something. I don't know what was going on with them. They were both not going to start and they had elevated Duke Johnson to the practice squad. So I picked him up thinking, okay, if both of those guys aren't playing or even if one of them is not playing, then I'll throw in Duke Johnson in my running back as my running back. And they both were active Sunday morning. And so I left him on the bench and it was a very much like a, one of those Daryl Henderson from a couple of weeks ago situations where it was a fake active to, you know, really throw the other team off. It's a mental game. So hurts no one except me. Brutal. That's brutal. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. It's, it's rough out there. I think like there, I got a notification that um, 15 jets out due to COVID this morning. That's it's, it's really, really dark mm. trying to start, find a starting lineup. That tweet that you're referencing, they accidentally credited Michael Carter, the running back as having COVID. And actually it's Michael Carter, the cornerback that has COVID. Oh, yeah. see how they could mess that up. Yeah. Sorry, Anthony, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, Tyler, I think just has the better team. I don't think that's up for debate here. So it would, I think it would be an upset if, uh, if Eric were to pull this one off, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. I think it's close and it's really tough every way you go about it. I think I agree. Tyler has the better team, but like Russ is the kind of quarterback that just sometimes seems to randomly have these monster weeks. Yeah. And you know, best running back in the league. Corderell? Corderell Patterson. He's really fallen off a cliff here in the last little bit. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, was to be shocking. I should probably have sold high. <laughs> but uh, it's, tough to sell, it's tough to sell high on a running back when you don't have any other running backs. <laughs> so uh, the other thing about my team, like I would say five or six weeks ago, you would have looked at my team and been like, wow, Eric has three like top 20 wide receivers. And now they're just dog shit. So it's a tough, it's a tough watch. 
Yeah, it's interesting because like receivers are just safer week to week and year to year than running backs, right? So it's just strange. Yeah, it's funny when you just get screwed lockwise like that. Hmm. Just by making the optimal play. We don't need to dwell too much on our teams as we're both playing for who cares. So should we jump on over to the playoff bracket? Tony coming off a bye up against Dion. I think it's going to be close. I think we're all, I, we, I know who we're all rooting for. I don't know. That's tough for me, actually. This is like the, I don't even know. I might be cheering for Tony here. Yeah. Dion's had more like sustained success and is probably equally arrogant about it. He just doesn't do a podcast with me. <laughs> so. Also, come on, guys. Like Dion's team lost two games into the playoffs. Can we like, he, like, this is it. This is the end of the road for that. They can't have a six and eight team in the finals. Come on. That's fair. I, I do hear what you're saying there. Well, I don't know how much we want to break this down. Uh, maybe we should start with Tony. Like, what are you worried about? What are you looking at on Dion's team? And what are you, what are you worried about? <laughs> I am worried about um, Miles Sanders having back-to-back very big games. Um, he just hasn't gotten into the end zone. Um, so that's scary. Um, Mark Andrews always has the ability to go bananas, but he did that last week. And so he's, he's actually put back to back huge weeks, 23, and 30 points that usually isn't sustainable for tight ends. Um, so those would be the two players. I mean, obviously I'm always scared of Tyreek Hill, but, um, could be a big break, uh, for, for me, I, I needed one. I needed a big break. You know, I haven't really gotten them all year. And so Tyreek Hill on COVID um, feels, feels nice, but to be honest, like, I think my team's better. And so, you know, Dion went ham last week and everything broke really well for him. Prescott was a little bit disappointing, but he also hasn't been like super good recently anyway. Um, and then actually I'm very thankful for the buy cause my team kind of sucked last week. I think I only ended up with like 92 points. Um, are you worried about so, Kyler at all? I'm not worried about Kyler, no. I think he'll bounce back. I don't know. Speaking okay, of trap game, out. yeah, they got trap gamed. Yeah, they absolutely did. But I trust them. I think they're a good team. I think Kyler's a good player, and I think Kingsbury is a good coach. So they'll bounce back. Ooh. My only concern with Kyler is that Hopkins is out, and that has proven um, to be a little bit difficult for that offense without him. One of the best, like three receivers in the league, right? They're they're going to notice a downtick. So, and they don't they don't let Kyler run as much anymore. So, I don't know. It's it's not the same offense if you're if you're dinking and dunking to Christian Kirk or AJ Green. Do you think you dodged a bullet with um with Jay's team just like shitting the bed? Last yeah, night? absolutely. I would still rather play Dion's team than Jay's team for sure. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if we go back and look at Jay's team this week coming up, like, if he has a huge week. The other side of the bracket, uh, we've got Brandon emerging victorious. Or, no, Brandon coming off the bye and Harsh taking it, taking James out. James, I think, the podcast favorite from that side of the bracket to move on. Uh, although... uh, pretty surprising, too, because the big takeaway from James's game, why James was going to lose was that Jonathan Taylor would get shut down by the Patriots. So then on coming out of Thursday or Saturday or whenever that was, Jonathan Taylor just has his standard ho-hum 23-point performance. 
um, really thought James was going to win. Hey, he actually ended up with a very poor showing overall, even with that 23 points, you know, mm-hmm. 84 points is well, like 107 from Harsh is good, but that should be um, beatable, right? It's not like James ran into a monster, like uh, you should be able to to beat that, but just had a, a down week from all of his players and just goes to show that we know absolutely nothing. Uh, the NFL is completely random. Fantasy football is completely random and we all just pretend. Zero points from the kicker is tough, although 16 points from the defense, I think, kind of, like, evens out the, like, randomness expectation from those two positions. I always group together defense and kickers as, like, special teams matchup, and so, like, I always, like, if those are equal, then I feel okay. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think that evens out. So, Anthony, if because fantasy football is completely random, we don't know anything. If you win the league this year, you'll take no credit for it. And be I will ridiculous. absolutely take all of the credit in the world because I overcame the randomness. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you throw your back out with all those gymnastics. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to break down. I don't really have straight 50 50 odds from Sleeper. Which is I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time choosing between these guys, honestly. Like I can't, uh, I don't like trusting Kirk Cousins, let alone in the semifinals. Um, Debo has been great playing on Thursday. Um, I can see Brady going back to Gronk as his like safety blanket after that dog shit performance last week. Um, Tyler Lockett sort of disappeared. Justin Jefferson's been hot. Um, the Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack, I think is sort of going to decide this matchup. If Herbert goes off and Williams has a day, I think it's going to be pretty hard for Brandon. Playing Houston. Playing Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree uh, with you, Kevin. Um, Justin Jefferson is proving to be just an absolute stud. Um, so, like, he never has a bad game. Um and I, I am a little bit concerned about um, Harsh's running backs. I know Gordon has been okay, but, you know, they just lost Bridgewater. Locke is not moving that offense. Um, and Foreman is going up against the 49ers on Thursday. And, again, Tennessee's offense has been pretty brutal. Um, so, I mean, that could be a little bit of a disappointment. And then um, – yeah, so that would be my concern. But I do think Kevin's right. The uh, Williams and Herbert stack is really what's going to determine this, I think. Much like Russ and Metcalf, you know, it's just uh, it's very boom or bust when you have a quarterback and wide receiver on your team. How did uh, did any of you watch the Panthers game? Is DJ Moore like back? I'm, no, I did not watch. He went 11 for, no, 6 for 91. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got to give Brandon the edge, but like just barely. I think that depends on Tyler Lockett um, clearing COVID protocols also, as well. Also, um, a sneaky storyline has been um, Aaron Jones like losing quite a bit of work to AJ Dillon. Um, and he's been saving it with uh, touchdowns, but we know that that's like not always sustainable. Um, yeah, so stats out there suggest that AJ Dillon is a better running back than Aaron Jones this year in terms of the yeah. ex- expected yards per play. And, and I think it kind of looks 
like it too at the very worst i would say they're like they're they're even um when you watch them play like aaron jones is obviously maybe a little bit more shifty but um aj dylan's just like dude just takes like four guys to tackle him he's a monster so yeah i mean it's interesting if aaron jones doesn't get into the end zone um maybe limiting his upside a little bit from just a spectator angle fun things about this game uh there's both teams have players on thursday night and then there's no monday nights but brandon has james connor against his favorite team the indianapolis colts on sunday night or sorry no that's on saturday night actually i, I misread that so this this match will be over by sunday afternoon uh i'm assuming that that's that um, when i said i'm assuming darren waller plays and that dalton schultz is not in harsh's lineup but yet to be determined. Do we want anyway, to you gotta love the uh, when you need a running back to go off against your own favorite team. I remember in 2015 playing against Kevin in semifinals and the Cardinals were playing against the Eagles and the Eagles got absolutely trounced because David Johnson put up 30 points and won me a league or won me a matchup. So I was willing to take it. One day I'll be on the fun <laughs> side of these stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to look at um, the actual like NFL playoff seats are starting to shake out do we want to do like a Super Bowl draft Super Bowl perspective Super Bowl guest kind of thing draft sounds great let's do it are we Kevin's, drafting are we drafting we're drafting we, teams we, to win the Super Bowl. Is can we put happening? that on um, on just like complete on the spot? Draft two teams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, a little snake draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> We've been watching for like fifteen weeks. We should have some sort of idea. So <laughs> two ones. Let me let me figure something out to. Uh, randomize our draft order here. All right, we are randomizing. Tony, Eric, Brendan, Kevin. Shocker. Uh, this just hurts my soul so Do much. It. Do it, pussy. Do it. I hate it. I hate it so much. So I'm not going to do it. I'll take the Buccaneers. Oh. Okay. Soft. I can't. I will not. Eric? Um. Assuming Anthony's trepidation there was about the Packers. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, because I do think they are the hands-down favorite, but fuck them. Really? Okay. I would have actually taken Buccaneers at one. So. Oh, there you go. It all worked out. I wanted that you didn't have the cajones to go the way that you wanted to go. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Chiefs at two. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to hate myself and take the pack because I was going to take the Chiefs if they were still there. Um, but I pretty much would have followed my rule of never bet against Tom Brady if, you know, you hadn't taken the Bucks. All right, Kevin, you got the turn here. Really wanted to take the Packers. I can't do that. Oh, so I get two. You get yeah, two. Bears are still available. The Lions, Jacksonville. Am I getting odds on that? <laughs> <laughs> um... I think 
I'm going to double dip into the same conference and take the cards and the Rams. Mm, yeah. Mm. Lots of strong NFC teams, right? So it's hard not to, not to like them. The AFC kind of sucks. I think they, I think they both have a legitimate shot. Arizona's yep. really sort of come back to earth the last couple of weeks and the Rams are sort of, I don't know what to think of the Rams, honestly. Like sometimes they've had some really ups, some really high ups and really low lows. We'll see. I think all teams have had that, right? Like the Rams kind of had a slump earlier. I think Arizona's going through that now. I, I like so it's always yeah, it happens to teams, right? I mean, even Tampa Bay is going through a little bit of a slump. Um, so yeah, but those are both really good teams, I think. And that's why I think to your point about the Packers is why I would take them is they, the one flop they had was week one when Rogers essentially missed all of training camp and tried to show up and dominate an NFL game and got shit kicked. So. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick an AFC team. And I don't know who though. Cause <laughs> they not all a lot of... <laughs> kind of not suck. good. Um, I'm just going to go Patriots. I think Belichick mm. yeah, is... Yeah. I think I know who Eric's going to take. Actually, really tough. Uh, I'm tempted to go 49ers because I don't want Anthony to get them just kind of as a fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't take I'm them anyway. Not going to do that. Yeah, that sounds like you're trying to play me there. Um, just kidding. I'm, I'm absolutely going to take them. <laughs> all right this so to me there's two teams here that i might take i think the Chargers are fraudulent i think the whole afc north is fraudulent uh i think the colts are slightly fraudulent i can't imagine a world where carson wentz leads a team through the playoffs <laughs> so if to me it comes down to the titans and the bills and then the question is does derrick henry come back from injury and be amazing in the playoffs I think I'm going to bet on that and take the Titans. Mm. The the um, Cole Beasley got uh, COVID, didn't he? Oh yeah. yeah. So he's like done, done because we know he's not vaccinated. Well, he's not for like a week. Hmm? He's not for like a week. He'll be out for the week and then back. Yeah, it's like ten days. I'm pretty sure if you're unvaccinated, you have to be away from the team before you test yeah. negative. Well, he has to recover in that time too, right? Sure, but that's not to say he will actually have symptoms. Like he could have gotten. And just sure not, yeah. yeah okay uh, are we sorry are we really breaking down cole beasley and the impact on super bowl odds is that what we just <laughs> did because it doesn't cole, fucking matter that's not necessarily true cole beasley's like pretty important for that offense for checkdowns and stuff he's like they're he's like their hunter renfrew i wouldn't say he's pretty important i would say he serves a role and him being out for a week or two is probably not making or breaking the buffalo bills season no no also no, fun that guy yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel cool no haircut. arguments there. <laughs> Looks like Joe Dirt. Can't believe I can't believe the Bucks let him fucking tweet that. I'm still mad about that. That was preseason, and I'm still mad about that. You mean the Bills? The Bills, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Bucks were complicit. <laughs> I got um, anyway, I'll. It's me, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll wrap it up by taking my 49ers because I don't know. They got a good coach. Why not? This Fuck is like it. me picking Keith in the. <laughs> or in the, fan, or the um, survivor draft and getting flamed for it. Your last pick, nothing's, it's not really going to matter. I, I would, like, if I was unbiased, I would take the Bills. I actually do think the Bills are, are just a better team than 
um, the Titans, and they have, you know, a MVP level quarterback, which always is nice to have. Of the teams that didn't get picked, um, I guess the Bills is one, but are there any other ones that you guys are considering taking? Cowboys are right now third in the NFL overall, which is interesting. They didn't get picked. They've been going through a little bit of a slump, though. Their defense is legit, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, like, if that offense, like, gets back on track to what they were in the first, like, four or five weeks of the season with that defense, I mean, they could be very scary. That kind of surprised two rounds. I don't know. Like, let's just keep let's just keep it going. Just do another two rounds here. Why not? Yeah, why not? What do you guys got to do? Yeah, <laughs> gonna get back. Oh well, well, then I wouldn't have picked. No, it's okay. I, I'll right. start it off. I'll go. Yeah. I'll um, fuck it. Give me the Bills. I can't take another NFC team, so I'll just take the Bills. And... Pretty phenomenal value at nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's me, right? Yeah. And I guess I will take the. Cowboys. Yeah. If Dion ever listened to the podcast, he'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he ever listened, I don't wouldn't hold my breath. No. I guess I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. Really? It's a bit off the board. Sorry, did someone take the Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. Eric did. It's good value. I uh, I love the Bengals for next year. I think they're going to be a lot of fun on offense next year. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers because I actually don't think they're that fraudulent. I just think they're also a bit of a younger team that have really high opportunity. And if they get there, if they make it to the Super Bowl, they'll have that home field advantage too. So, I mean. I mean, the Bengals are at the top of admittedly a shitty division. I think that, you know, for the 10th pick or whatever it is, like maybe they get lucky. No, oh, for yeah, sure. no, I have no problem with the Bengal. I think at this point, you're just picking upside, right? And that's why I like the Chargers pick. I mean, Herbert is a absolute dude. That guy is, oh, man, I wish he was uh, I wish he was on the Niners. I would love to cheer for Uncle Herb. That guy is so good. He's just so a dude. Funnel. Yeah, he's just a dude with an absolute <laughs> cannon. Yeah. All right, Eric, uh, your last pick. I think I get another Kevin. one. It's Kevin and then you. And then oh, I just wrote them. I wrote and yep, 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 Kevin. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. Makes sense. Same Johnny division H. as Bengals. We're in the, we're, sorry, you know what's funny is that we're in the realm where some of these teams might not even make the playoffs. But I was going to say that fun. about the Bengals and the Chargers. They're not going to make the playoffs. So it's not <laughs> um, speaking of, I'm going to spite take the Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible pick. <laughs> wasn't even on my radar yeah well um, <laughs> now okay. now in the like in the off chance that they make the playoffs you're gonna have this just little bit of like yeah but brendan has them in that dumb draft we did mm, yeah this, this will lay heavy on my <laughs> on my heart <laughs> uh okay so i'm gonna take the colts and i clearly won this draft just gonna throw it out there after you, know, you just talked about how Carson Wentz is never going to lead a team to the playoffs. This is, at, this is at 15. I got Cowboys, I got Colts, I got Chiefs, and I got uh, Titans. Titans. Like Titans was very poor tell, value. That was a bit of a reach. Titans like, was the only bad pick in there. Yeah. That's like reaching for DK Metcalf in round two. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I guess I, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I... I'm staring down two teams. I'm staring down 
the Steelers or the Vikings. And boy, the Steelers are just <laughs> so miserable. So I don't know. Fucking you like that? I'll take the Vikings. I'll take Kirk. That I think the team is, I mean, whatever. Team's good. Got good players. So I, I don't know. I would take the Vikings over a like stationary statue on <laughs> <Yeah>. offense. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to watch the Steelers play football. Have you watched a Vikings game? <laughs> At least it's fun. It's exciting. I don't know. Oh, okay. As a neutral observer, yes, I understand that. Vikings score 30 points every week. They also yeah, give up 35 yeah. every week. Did they just score <laughs> yeah. 17? Uh, yeah, that's true. They did just score 17. But prior it's to that, bear. they were 36, 29, 34, 34, 27, 34. I, yeah, think, I think I like Kevin's draft. It is like the classic late pick draft. Like it's just got a bunch of solid value. Go swing, baby. Cap it for us. Sorry? Can you recap it for us? Kevin took Cardinals, Rams, and then Chargers, Ravens. <laughs> Two of those teams might not make playoffs. So Yeah. But... Only one can win, though. <laughs> <laughs> I All think right. the Ravens will win that division. But, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think that's reasonable. I wouldn't take very heavy odds to pick one of the two of the Ravens or Bengals to win, if any. No respect for the Steelers, eh? No. no. <laughs> Just no. Oh, poor Najee Harris. Like, you know, because I have him. Obviously, I watch more Steelers than I would like to. And it's like, dude is just like breaking tackles in the backfield every running play the offensive line can't block anyone and then the it'll get to like third and nine and ben just like is just stumbling around and just like falls over and you're like it's so painful to watch have you guys seen chase claypool like falling out of favor in pittsburgh with his like just sort of immature music takes and then not getting up in time and the third down and that sort of thing love for for Tomlin to like give him like a little like pee pee whack in the media was really funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, wait. What was his music problem? I didn't hear about this. They, I, they were get, he he was doing some like scrum interview on a Monday or a Tuesday or something, asking like, hey, how can we like, hey, the mood around the Steelers is pretty low. What do you think? Like, how are you guys going to turn this around? He's like, oh, it'd be pretty fun to get some music pump into practice, get everyone feeling good. And then either the next day or later that day, Mike Tomlin was said something about Chase's job is to catch the football and my job is to coach and he needs to practice and there will be no music or something like that. <laughs> huh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty Mike funny. Tomlin running footloose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree in the old school aspect of this. When you're a 22-year-old who's done fuck all in this league, really, like you had a decent year last year. And you're going to come in and, I mean, Tomlin and Harbaugh and Belichick, like, those are, like, top five, six coaches in the league. That's a pretty dumb thing to not think. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, if Brady wants music, you better believe they're going to be listening to music. But, like, Claypool's got a long way to go before what he... What kind of music do you think Tom Brady listens to? I was to? just going to ask. What do that's you think the question. first song... I think it's, like, some, like, Van Halen. No, Panama. I don't Panama think so. Panama's the first song. Oh, wow, that's Tom actually Brady not bad. Tom Brady exclusively listens to binaural beats and rain sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it being classical or something. Like, he's always learning and he's making his mind, like, always being able to 
I don't know, absorb new things. Really? I think he's kind of a dork. I bet you just listens to like, just like top 40, like really shitty pop songs would be my guess. Looking, apparently he released a playlist on Spotify. (laughs) No way. (laughs) But I don't believe for a minute that this isn't like a like seated, like, oh, you know, it's like when Obama releases this playlist and it's got like a bunch of like future on it. It's like, Fucking Obama isn't sitting at home listening to Future <laughs> with his wife as they're like around their fireplace. It's got like Drake, Kendrick, Imagine Dragons, Nelly. Oh, Imagine Dragons is perfect. No, it's only Imagine Dragons. That's actually it. that's all. That's Black, all. It is. Black by Pearl Jam. That one tracks. I could see him like <laughs> like in some Pearl Jam. Well, to be fair, he spent like twenty years in locker rooms with guys that are like twenty years old. So, like, I I kind of agree with your top forty take. There's probably a bunch of young stuff that we're surprised that he actually listens to because he just sort of has to, and he's always around it. And he goes, you know, it's pretty good, Giselle. Yeah. Throw that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> he comes home and is like, do you know what the kids are listening to these days? Give me a kiss. Um, huge BTS fan. Little Coldplay in here too. That that I believe that just the softest. Here we go. Tom Brady Spotify's public apparently. Oh no, this is an artist. Never mind. We're going back. Okay, uh, I think we should keep it to a nice tight forty minutes here. Uh, we'll be back next week with a Super Bowl. No, do we take a no? Yeah, we'll yeah, be we're back, back next week. We back for the championship. The championship. Hopefully, we'll be able to line it up so we have both people on the line. Oh, and, I'll be uh, here. <laughs> yeah, Evan's face was so good. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming, everyone. Good luck to those of us that uh, still have to play, and uh, we'll see you for the finals. <laughs>